Wait, 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 wait. Okay, you know what? We're gonna go ahead. <laughs> that is the Back to the Future chimes. We don't have the rights to the actual Alan Silvestri score, but that was actually Killer Knobloch. That's pretty I, good. So I played it. <laughs> yeah, you played it on your piano. Yeah. Uh, your piano chimes. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to the 500 Greatest Films podcast. I'm Hector Navarro. This is my good buddy, Keller Knobloch. Say hi, Keller. Hi, Keller. Today we're talking about Back to the Future Part 2. But before we do that, we got a couple of quick announcements. We watched... What are you doing, Keller? About to yell. Okay. <laughs> Put your hands up to your lips like, what are you about to do? Um, we watched Saw last week. Ugh, but I loved it. We had a good buddy of ours a year ago help us out with this uh, with a similar project, and uh, his name was Gregory Smith. He's going to be- very similar now that you mention it. Very similar. It's very similar to this project. He's going to be joining us in a future episode where we're going to be talking about Sweeney Todd. The Demon Barber of Fleet Street. So look out for that episode in the future. Greg Smith is going to come talk to us then. And uh, uh, in relation to today's episode, Back to the Future Part 2, again, a year ago we had a buddy help us out. Our friend Augustine Rios is not going to be joining us today, but he is going to be talking with us about the movie Amores Perros, which is a Mexican film. <laughs> Coming up pretty soon, so be on the lookout for that. So um, so shout out to both of those guys for helping us out, and can't wait to talk to them. So, the original crash. We, we, <laughs> Amores perros. So we can get into talking about Back to the Future Part 2. It is number 498. This is episode three. This is week three, baby. We've already... Just kidding. We made yeah. it further last time. Yeah. <laughs> almost there. We're yeah. almost at the threshold. Um, but uh, we're talking back to the future. So, Keller, go ahead and grab our Empire Magazine list of 500 greatest films of all time, 500 greatest movies of all time. And if uh, you will... Just real quick, on the back of this magazine, we have an advertisement for Burn After Reading. Yep. If that helps to date this. That came out <laughs> in cinemas on October 17th. Of 2008. of 2008 in the UK. Stop flipping through and looking at ads. Just get to the. Uh, come on, get to the a thing. Something about Eagle Eye with Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> Babylon AD. <laughs> it says Babylon AD's a big pile of shit. <laughs> says the man who made it. Um, yeah, there's a lot about Eagle Eye in here. <laughs> yeah, there is. Nice little, nice little report on Eagle Eye. Great, great film. It's, where does that end up on this list? <laughs> it's not on here, it's but. In the top. Okay, I, for, I forgot. I, real quick, I forgot to double check, but um, I do not think that Back to the Future Part Three is in the 500 top is. films of all time. We're talking about Back to the Future Part Two right now, the second of the trilogy. Of course, the original Back to the Future is going to show up years from now yeah, on the 500 greatest movies line. of all time. I think probably in like eight or nine years <laughs> is when we're gonna we're gonna get. But don't but don't look ahead. I don't want to <laughs> know exactly which number it is because I want to leave that up to uh, you know. We gotta leave some stuff one. a surprise. It's not number one. The Godfather's number one. Oh damn it! You're right. Oh boy. But in any case, we're we're looking at it in like what year? Year ten of this project? Yeah, probably year ten. It's in the top one hundred. It's in the top fifty. It's in the top fifty. Year nine. Yeah, top one hundred. Yeah, a bunch of fucking nerds did this magazine. Yeah, so, yeah, so. yeah. It's probably definitely way up there. Yeah, <laughs> probably is. <laughs> uh, but for today, we're looking specifically at Back to the Future Part Two. And also, before we start, I want to mention this. Oh my God! Keller seemed a little peeved last week. Oh, so peeved when I mentioned the rule, the rules of the game, the rule that includes the um, the rules that include the rule that uh, I followed if, the rule. If we watch a sequel. We have to watch the movie that comes before it. But if we watch a remake, we don't necessarily have to watch the movie that it is remaking, like the original, yes. right? The reason I bring this up 
just in case somebody was listening to this, somebody who's new to movies, somebody who doesn't watch as many movies as we do. If there's anybody that's never seen a movie, thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> thank you. This must be weird uh, yeah. to hear us talking. You're going to learn a lot. But if you are someone who hasn't seen a lot of older movies, if you're like a younger person, that's totally okay. We're not judging them, Keller. Not judging young people? No. Not okay. for not watching enough movies. All right. If they're willing to, if they're doing something like this. Yeah, put down your YouTubes. If somebody... All right, net neutrality is about to be gone, and you guys are going to have not be able to listen to this. If but. somebody was, was like listening to this show once a week and watching a movie along with us, and if they got to Back to the Future Part 2 or another sequel but had not seen the original, I'm not going to be like, yeah, just watch Back to the Future Part 2. I would want to provide that person with context. Oh, you've never seen Back to the Future? Of course watch the first Back to the Future, then watch Part 2, and then come back and listen to us discussing Part 2. Because I would just, I would worry about giving somebody a sequel that is technically a Part 2, and especially in this case, this Back to the Future, to have the is absolutely one. a follow-up. I could maybe recommend people Terminator 2 without seeing the first one. I could yeah. maybe, although the first one just like enhances that because you get to see Linda you Hamilton. Know. You get to see why she was so scared of the, the T, T-800 when he came walking into the mental institution, all of that stuff. But it's not, it might not be vital, vital. In the case of Back to the Future, it is. So I just wanted to come out across with that like black blanket statement Thank you for rule. that black blanket statement. That black blanket <laughs> statement because... Uh, time's up. Hashtag time's up. This is a black blanket. Hashtag time's it is. Up. We're missing the golden gloves <laughs> to bring you guys this. <laughs> <laughs> it is. We're here in solidarity uh, with the women and marginalized people around the world. And now I'm just trailing off. We're both off, but definitely wearing black. Yeah, we are. Um, well, um, <laughs> shit. Uh, uh, sorry to make a joke about a thing that I think is really cool. And it's it, everybody should, It's great. It's, it's amazing. Really great. They all brought activists with them, too. I just accidentally said it's the word very cool. black, and that's what that made me think of today. But anyway, hopefully you've seen Back to the Future Part 1, and now we're talking about Back to the Future Part 2, and it has been six minutes of us bullshitting. All right. <laughs> Here we go. What movie is this? Keller, can you please give us the David Attenborough? David Attenborough? It's not just a British guy? The David Attenborough. You're no, changing no, no. it as we go along. Okay, not David Attenborough. Give be me, able to be whatever I want to be. Give me, in your head, in your heart, what was the British man who read the past two weeks? I want to hear from that guy again. Give us Back to the Future Part 2. 498, <laughs> Back to the Future Part 2, 1989. <laughs> Director, Robert Zumekis. <laughs> from the past to the present, to the future, and back again. Zemeckis hits his time-traveling stride with his chronology screwing popcorner. <laughs> Only seven years to go until we discover if his vision of 2015 was on the money. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Only seven more years. I can't wait to find out if this pays off. I'm already crying. We were talking about this uh, as we were watching the movie, guys. This magazine, the list of 500 greatest movies of all time by Empire Magazine, British Magazine, came out in 2008. When people talked about Back to the Future before 2015, there was still a future that these movies described. Yeah. It is so weird and interesting to discuss this movie in particular, but the franchise as a whole, post-2015. It's going to be weird. Post-2016. Post-2016. <laughs> it's going to be weird showing this to, if I have kids one day, like showing yeah, these I'm three movies. I'm not showing this to my children. Yeah. I'm not showing these movies to my children. 
This teaches terrible things to children. They're pretty rapey. They're pretty oh bad. Oh my god! Yeah, just kidding. Yeah. I will. I'll be like, guys, guys, <laughs> we have to talk after. Yikes! Yeah, definitely. We gotta talk. I'll but preface it. Even. Let's watch they're this. They're gonna be. They're gonna be thirteen years old. Let's, they're yeah. Be, <laughs> they're gonna be All like, right, this you is... guys have seen Schindler's List. We can yeah. watch Back to the Future. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are smart enough. You guys are ready for Back um, to the Future. But I remember when 2015 came around, and specifically all of those dates, like the Octobers, the Septembers, all of the times where Marty was traveling to the future. USA Today put out a special edition of their magazine that had that thing of like Marty McFly Jr. gets arrested. Like they put that on their cover. Or when it was um, just a meme page. and people would just make like doctor yep. that digital yep. date thing. <coughs> Absolutely. Today's the day that Doc traveled into the future. Whatever bullshit. Um, yeah. And, and Nike was coming out with um, – they at least announced – the self-lacing yeah. special edition they released some Nike them, and then I think like a year later like they came out with it in super limited quantities and it was crazy to reflect just not just on this movie in particular but like in 2015 and beyond when people were looking at Back to the Future Part 2 and how it predicted 2015 they talked about the stuff it got right stuff like video calls stuff like you know um uh um what's another thing they got they right they still didn't like, like thumbprint stuff cell phones though yeah I know. There was still... Like, um, everyone had headsets on, but everybody was still getting the same phone call. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It was like a landline. Yeah, a landline, but everybody had the same Headsets, which is... which Again, that's another thing that it kind of predicts, because it's kind of like Google Glass, kind of. True. When Marty Jr. was like, you know, watching something. Which went away very fast. Which went away, because it's not ready yet. (laughs) Not not there yet. Not there. But but then people just looked at, like, a lot of movies and TV in general that would predict future stuff, which is always fun to do. It's always fun to... uh, um, look back on that stuff and go, really? That's what they thought was going to happen? I mean, yeah. number one is flying cars. There which aren't is, any. There are none. Yeah, we don't have any yet. We double-checked. Yeah, we Googled um, it and said flying cars. But, uh, yeah, and it's only cost $40,000 to convert your car to a flying car. Like, that's awesome. But I want to know how much a car costs in that world. They yeah, don't right? give you any. But then he's like, buy a Pepsi. Here's a 50. Yeah. And it's like, what does anything cost yeah. anymore? <laughs> That's true, right? It's Some of those inflation is is, is pretty ridiculous, but a lot of it was pretty prices. spot on. They didn't show? Yeah, they couldn't have predicted any. that. We saw Jaws 19, yep. which had like a hologram, which wasn't accurate, but there are 3D movies Except, now. But we have holograms, like Tupac's a thing. Tupac is a thing. The gorillas around. were a thing yeah. that were dancing on stage or performing on stage. So there's so much fun stuff, man. And I'll say this too. The end of this one has that little trailer basically for Back to the Future Part 3. Not into it. You didn't. I don't like how it's at the end of this movie either. It always gets me pumped because it makes me want to watch it. Because I've seen it. Because I've seen it. But and it's. At, I already was like, can we watch it? I wonder if it's the same thing as like, at least in the case of Captain America the First Avenger, which was the movie that came out before the Avengers, a year before, and they had already filmed a lot of the Avengers. The trailer for the Avengers comes after the credits on that one. So at least like. That's different though. Yes, it is. Because. Yeah, it's different, but um, considering but, but, post credits had been a thing, I don't know building how, up that entire time. Right, I don't know how many franchises before Back to the Future took on the oh, we're going to film multiple entries at one time. Like that's pretty ambitious that yeah, they did two a, and three. We can kind of talk a little bit about three because it's not on the list of five hundred greatest movies. When I look at the whole list, when I look at this franchise in particular, this is my opinion, Keller. You might disagree. Uh oh. I feel like the only movie that should really be on the list is the first one. I like two and three, Accurate. but I don't. But I don't think that Back to the Future Part Two is like one of the five hundred better than two greatest. I agree with that. I like three more than two. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so so yeah, so we can kind of talk a bit about three. I think that um. I think I love that all three. The references. I love all the Western stuff. It, it, it's it rubs me a little bit the wrong way, but I also think that it's some of it works 
like for the most part it works. Yeah. All of the seed planting in part two. It doesn't like pay work off for three. Because it's just like two and three are their own. It's like. It's like one they big made, movie. They made two movies. Yeah. One and two. Yes. And uh, two is two and three. Yeah. Part. Two. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. The sequel really is two and three. So, um, yeah. And a lot of it works. It's like when Marty rolls up to the casino and he sees like, learn about Biff Tannen's history, including his ancestor, you know, something, something Biff from the Old West. It's like, why are we, why is everybody so obsessed with yeah. Doc? They has talk that, about the Old West so much lot. in that movie, it turns out. A lot. Yeah. And then it's Doc like, is like oh. his favorite time period is the Old West. And he wanted to discover the ultimate secret of the universe, women. And you're like, okay, well, that's going to be the, the whole plot line to part three. Is like, now it's the love they interest They just had Doc. nothing after the first movie. And then I guess. they went on a cocaine binge. And it's yeah. like, oh, the future of the Old West. <laughs> um. I have uh, something I want to pitch to you. Uh-oh. And I was thinking about it a lot while we were watching this movie. Okay. We've seen Star Wars come back. Yes. In a way that was, I think, super smart. Bringing back some of the old cast, technically a sequel to what came before, pretty much a reboot, using a lot of the same story elements, but a lot of it, especially with The Last Jedi, which is, at the time of this recording, the most recent Star Wars movie that's come out. We haven't seen Episode Nine, whatever it's going to be called. We don't know what it's going to be called. A lot of it has to deal with, like, retrospective introspective looking at the star wars franchise nine jk jk (laughs) just like the last jedi and then just kidding yeah (laughs) the force awakens the last jedi just kidding uh yeah that's what it is um (laughs) uh but um a lot of what the last jedi does is it looks back and it goes you know what the jedi were pretty messed up some of the ideas in the franchise up to this point are maybe pretty messed up. Some of the notions that, like, the villainous characters have aren't that different from what fans what have. Could, it's, what, you know, yeah. we're asking me, where am I going with this? Where are you going sorry. with Back to the Future? It's like, yes. Yeah, some of it's pretty messed up, yeah. Hector. You're right. Some of this movie's pretty messed up. <laughs> here's, I don't know how you readdress it. <laughs> here's, where I, he, uh, he, here's how. Here's where I'm going with this. Years ago on YouTube, I saw some guy posted a video where he's like, I figured it out. I figured out how to do Back to the Future Part 4 or whatever. Uh, in a way that honors what came before, but basically have it be a reboot where, yeah, it would be a new kid character, not Marty McFly, not even anybody related to Marty, but like a new family. The same as Ray compared to the rest of the Skywalkers, right? So far, so good. This video, this video so far said, um, it wouldn't be that the kid finds the DeLorean, but the DeLorean is an iconic thing. Like the Millennium Falcon. No, no. (laughs) The, 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 this guy was pitching that. Oh, you're talking like a Herbie the Love Bug yeah. meets Back to the Future. <laughs> oh, boy. You're right. This yeah. is a great idea. Back to the Future, fully loaded. This guy, maybe somebody who's listening actually knows what video I'm talking about or they can track it down or whatever. But this guy posted a video saying, here's my pitch. Some kid finds the videotapes from part one that Doc was recording of himself Ooh. with the discovery of the time machine, yeah. the plutonium, everything that has all those, you know, him and Marty tells and then Marty dis- ha- tells you how to do it. And the kid basically does it. And I felt like remembering that some pitch from some kid. guy on YouTube, some science nerd kid could be the new, some girl character. He could, they could track right? down Doc. So many ways that you could essentially do away with a lot of the sort of like you know, toxic aspects of the male characters in all yeah. the movies. Not just Biff, but some of Marty. Everything. Some of, George, a lot of George. Every, even, just a lot of yeah. weird creepiness. A way you could do away with a lot of that. Female protagonist, just like Ray, again. So picture a Back to the Future Part 4, and here's my pitch on it. Not, uh, uh, what is it, 85 to 2015 and 85 to 55 or 30 years, right? So 2015 already happened. I feel like it would have to be 30 years from 2015, to make the next so movie. So 2045. Might seem like, well, that's like 20 years from now, right? You're fine. You can, this, do, it. You can right? do it before then. No, we say it's 25. 
in the movie is 2045? Yeah. Yeah. Me- because because ideally, ideally, a movie would have come out in 2015. That would have been Back to the Future Part 4 that took place in 2015 and Sorry, went back buddy, to the 80s. Missed Dude, the boat. we have to go back in time and make Back to the Future <laughs> Part 4 in 2015. But, like, <laughs> just to kind of keep that sort of, like, synergy of, like, right? The 30-year, 30-year, 30-year. So 2015 is, is gone. That's what I'm saying is that the next one would have to be maybe we see it, maybe we don't. But here's my pitch is that a movie could come out in 2045, maybe good sooner. Good year. Maybe sooner. It'll, it'll be here before we know it. It's already almost – actually, it'll be, like, document. many years from now. You want to do it by like 2020? I need Doc in it, yeah. Oh, yeah, then we have to do it by 2020. Because yeah. another, another part of the pitch. Doc is He finds Doc. Would, I would just want Doc. I would just want a, a uh, Michael J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd cameo. That's all I'd ask of him. But, but the guy who plays Biff could still be in it. and he could Because he, he would now be playing himself. Remember in, in, in part two, Biff was playing the older Biff? Yeah. Oh, I can't believe. He's that actor could Biff. play that. Yeah. That actor... Thomas F. Wilson, who is... Who is the star of this movie. The franchise. The unsung hero of the franchise. Every Thomas F. Wilson thing. is the greatest actor in the Back to the Future franchise. Bar Easily. none. Full stop. No. Period. End of discussion. No discussion. End of discussion. He's so good. But bring back Thomas he F. Wilson to characters. play a villain who is... He gives Eddie Murphy a run for his money. Oh, he really does. <laughs> He really does. And not just Eddie Murphy in Nutty Professor. Eddie Murphy across his entire career. Exactly. Norbit. Bowfinger. Any movie he's Norbit. played multiple characters. <laughs> Norbit. Meet Dave. Norbit. Um, just, man. But bring back Thomas F. Wilson to play the old Biff. And then yeah. there could be like a new younger villain. And the female protagonist, you know, somehow finds the means to create a new time machine with a new DeLorean. And either she goes back to – because I was thinking it would be cool if it was in 2045 so she could go back to 2015 or from uh, this period go back to 1985. I don't want to see 2015 in the movie. I do because I want them to try to find a way to like like explain it away. Like I want them to use their back Ooh, to the future logic. And they erase Donald Trump. That would be awesome. <laughs> let's just, yeah, let's just get right into it. Yes. That would be great. It, it would be great if we're writing if, this movie right now. If they hey, wrote can a movie, can you imagine? Can you imagine us? if they wrote Back to the Future Part Four? Thomas F. Wilson comes back, still reprising his role as Biff, but now his Biff is president, and they fully lean in to a horrible Trump character. They can't. And then, because and then he they didn't explain. Grow up as a piece of shit rich kid. <laughs> you could find ways around that. You, you could, could, like maybe Marty took away the sports almanac, but he still somehow he still ends up kind of yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, we could find something. Even though he grew up poor, he was still a piece of shit human. True, but it doesn't like matter had... if you're rich or poor; you can be good or bad, right? Donald Trump is not a bad person because he was born wealthy. He's a bad person because he was raised wrong. Because That's why he's a bad dad person. Was wealthy. <laughs> yes, his dad was wealthy, rich, and, and a racist. member of the Ku Klux Klan, yeah, or yeah. got arrested at a rally because was... he was very racist. Um, but man, uh, all I'm saying is, I do not hold. Really, any movie franchise is precious as a lot of people hold Star Wars, a lot of people hold Back to the Future. I love Back to the Future. I think there are some movies that shouldn't be remade. Absolutely. Uh, Lord of the Rings. But like I was thinking Godfather. about it, they could redo Saw. <laughs> yes, they could. They could reboot um, Saw. Ocean's Eleven. If we're talking about all the movies we talked up to this point, Ocean's Eleven, they found the perfect way to keep that franchise going. Spin off with all female characters, and, and it's Danny Ocean's sister. Done. Who's perfect? Come back. Perfect. Exactly. Like characters can come back if they want yeah. it, but it's open to that. But it's not necessary. Exactly. So let's I hang want, out. I want us with to get Sandra three Bullock. Sandy movies. And I want us, and I think we could get first. because watching one and two, it's like so fun to watch Back to the Future. And I think we can get a similar 
like fun, cheesy, funny, exciting, cool, interesting science fiction movie with a young female protagonist who's basically the new Marty in, yep. a, in a new setting. Like there has to be a new reason for this character to get doc, wrapped so up. You got to have a doc. Well, ideally it would have been Michael J. Fox's character. But Michael J. Fox is like a retired actor and he can't probably play his character in an entire movie, probably. Yeah. Um, but I also always love the idea that Marty McFly making friends with this crazy scientist on the outskirts of town will eventually sort of grow up to be like him. Some people uh, 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 theorize That's what that, I thought Morty, Marty would, yeah. that Morty grows up to be Rick in Rick and Morty because, because it just seems so sort of like like it makes sense, yeah. you know, that, that – um, Anyway, so if it's not Marty, I mean, you do need a doc character, but maybe it could be somebody who is a, a, uh, I don't know. I don't know. The, the, I just love the idea of finding the tapes. So maybe it's, it's not about finding a doc character. Although in the, in the Force Awakens, the role of Han Solo, he basically did like the Obi-Wan thing, right? And then Yoda was kind of replaced by the Luke Skywalker thing in like the next movie. So you're right. There has to be a part of the, there's a piece of the formula missing where this character sort of gets taken up and swept up in this grand adventure from a Doc-type character, haven't quite figured that part out yet. Maybe it could be somebody from the franchise. Maybe not. It doesn't really matter. But the point is, is that... They just have to have someone else with them. It doesn't even have to be Doc. They can go find Michael J. Fox, but they just have, like, someone else is in on the adventure. Yeah. Like we were talking about in this, the fact that uh, Jennifer... Yeah. Gets knocked out in the Ugh, first five minutes. It's the worst. And then she wakes up and then she gets knocked out again. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's it's the worst. And I feel like, uh, you know, props to the writers and the producers of the Back to the Future franchise. Kathleen Kennedy was there, Steven Spielberg, Robert Zemeckis. But there was definitely a case of, you can see from one to two, they didn't have a story lined up for part two by all. the end of part one because the ending is so great. No, it's your kids, Marty. It's so great. Right, you could tell that they sort of wrote themselves into a corner, or at least felt like they did, like they couldn't. They did, and then it's like they it's did. So, like it's lazy. It's lazy. Your, your son, and then your sister, your daughter gets arrested for trying to break them out. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. That's insane. It's ridiculous. Uh, um, Michael J. Fox was a lot of fun in that scene, though. Him playing all the members of the family. Him playing his two kids oh, yeah. and himself. Him older. playing his daughter. It's fun. Was a it's weird really. Choice. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's really weird, weird choice. It's really weird. It's really funny. Like why um, not get Jennifer to play the daughter? But I love Elizabeth. Shoe is Jennifer. Yeah. I was telling you how much I love Elizabeth Shoe as an actress. I think I had a crush on her when I was a little kid from Adventures in Babysitting. I think she's so great. Apparently she's all so of your beautiful. crushes came from Back to the Future. They all, yeah. You said also. Mary Seenbergen yeah. in part three. I really mm-hmm. liked her when I was a little kid. Like I thought she was so lovely and such a great actress. But Elizabeth Shoe, like she is so good. But like you were saying, she gets knocked out immediately. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I blame the writers for not knowing what to do with this character. Imagine what Back to the Future Part 2 would have been with well, basically two Martys and one of them is Jennifer. How much fun would that be of juggling those, like two characters that are like them, yeah, intersecting, figuring it, figuring it out, awake, running around in the future, in the past, in the whatever, instead of kind of being like the boys club of the Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. of just like the, the scientist and, you know, because Doc brushes her off like, it's fine, Marty, she'll be fine. You know, help me pick her up. And he's not asking any questions. He's like, okay, doc, like this is my girlfriend, but I'll help you put her in this like Here, alleyway. Here, next to these laser discs. Come on. <laughs> it's so, it, I just, watching part two, I'm like, this would have been really interesting if they were both awake the whole time. Yeah. The whole time. Exactly. And, and running into their future selves and running into their kids and, and, and yeah, and just going on the adventure together. But yeah. So, you know, it's a bummer that, um, that that didn't happen. But yeah, and a Back to the Future part four. 
you could have a female character, a young teen, and then somebody else, maybe her boyfriend, who's like an idiot, gets swept, mm-hmm. and she's like the scientist, and gets swept up into, which reminds me of like A Wrinkle in Time, which the movie hasn't come out yet, but I read the book, and the main character and her little brother are on this adventure, but then like their neighbor just gets swept yeah, up. So it's like, too. same thing. Or Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, the neighbor kid just comes along with them. It's like, who cares? Make it the neighbor kid, the neighbor boy or whatever. The best friend or something. The best friend. <clears throat> um, but it can be done. I'm just saying that I think that as much as I love these movies, I think that a... A Back to the Future sequel can still happen someday, and it could still be great. Yeah, people will still look. People will still watch it and go, "Oh, the first one's still the best." It's like, yeah, but technically speaking, if you look at every aspect of what a, what you what a great writer, a great director, great cast, great special effects can do today, you could technically like over you know overpass every Give it element. Give Lord of, Miller. Lord Miller would. Look at what they did with 21 Jump Street. 22 yeah. Jump Street as a sequel was brilliant and yeah. and talked about being a sequel and yeah, that'd be awesome. And they could ha- and Lord Miller could do the heart that is required for a Back to the Future movie. Yeah. You know, that you could see in the Lego movie or even in 21 Jump Street and mm-hmm. what, how it's basically about two friends, you know? So, um that's that's my pitch. That's my pitch. Back to the Future Part Sold. 4. Some point soon, maybe not 25 years from now, but at some point soon. Yeah. Where uh yeah, they could. They and I would love for them to go in the same way that Part Three goes to eighteen eighty five. I want them to go to two thousand eighty five. So there's this, which is a hundred years in the future from the first film. Just to just to see like to to get that great concept of like here's what the future will be. They're like, what's this Ready Player One bullshit? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> that would be great. Um, yeah, uh, Back to the Future Part Two is very Trumpy. Yeah. The wig that Thomas F. Wilson wears as a Trump wig. As present day 1985 Biff is amazing. Like lobbying to legalize gambling is the most Donald Trump thing I can think. And like, I think that will happen. That they will happen. Like, that's going to end up happening. And then there was other things too. Like, didn't, didn't, doesn't his administration, didn't they just do something with like, pollution laws or something yeah. something awful that everyone's like jesus christ and and then like you watch back to the future and part it's two. like here you got the strip club and right next door you got the waste management <laughs> toxic waste management facility oh my god um which was very weird it's weird but <laughs> but that welcome, is yeah. welcome bikers welcome welcome uh, bikers real big what was the strip club called hell hole yeah <laughs> <laughs> terrible oh my god um uh, yeah, this is my least favorite of the, all the Back to the Futures, but there's still some really, really As great stuff. As a kid, stuff I loved it. Yeah, because of the future the stuff. future stuff, it's yeah. all super cool. Yeah. And then you're like, this back half is, I don't know what this yeah. is. <laughs> I liked how the, uh, the front half is the future, the back half is, let's go back to 1955, because I think it's really cool and clever to like. I guess I mean the midsection then. Yeah. Uh, and it's darker and it is weird. And it's, you know, Biff, Biff kills George McFly and he's about to kill Marty. Yeah. And then Marty's like, what if I jump? He's like, go ahead. It's that suicide. part is clean. so cool though. But it's the most badass. Just falls off. It's like, and then the, comes up on the DeLorean and like the door hits. It's the most badass thing ever. It's awesome. It's really great. Um, uh, 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 Caroline, what's the, uh, no, what's the, her name. what's the actress's name? I'm thinking of Caroline in the city. Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson is so good. And, um, there's so many great Who does callbacks. a great job playing older, younger, older, older, yeah. like all of those. It's, it's, it's her, 
it's Crispin Glover who was not in this movie, and there's a bunch of weirdness around that. And um, Thomas F. Wilson and Marty since, McFly, not Marty. Well, I yeah, guess he now does. Marty. he plays old Marty, now he does. and he plays himself as a female, and yes. he plays himself young. Yes. So all of those characters, you all know those himself actors, young is basically him with like a weird, slightly different voice, higher voice, and like and runs into stuff. Thomas F. Wilson, when he played uh, Griff, was also higher voiced. You know, like get out of here, like. It's physical yeah. type. Yeah. <laughs> so all of those actors from the first movie, you know, into the third like movie, <laughs> they um, they're all so good. They're all so good. Um, uh, uh, and, and there's so many great callbacks. Like when Marty wakes up and he thinks he's having another dream, but it's his mom in the present day. But she still is so ha, ha, yeah, yeah, yeah. big because she has these ridiculous breast implants that you know. And that whole just that whole casino scene is so dark and weird it because George disgusting. is killed. Her like her son is on probation. Something's up. I forget what's up with her daughter. Like she's she, on a bunch of credit card debt. Yes, and she gets cut yes. off. And uh, and then they sent the real Marty, like that era's Marty McFly, to Switzerland or something. Yeah, like that's some where Biff sent him. In Switzerland. What's crazy, man? Like that, but that kind of stuff that makes me want to. Um, I haven't really read like Back to the Future comics no. or or Seen really watched TV like show. the cartoon show or any of this. You know, there was a video game a couple years back that was a big hit that people really liked. But like there's so much cool stuff you can explore in those cracks yeah. of alternate reality. Like I want to see Marty and Marty team up. I want to see the Marty from Switzerland. What's he like? What's he like? Wh- how how sad is that kid? Yeah, like there's Back all this. Future in Switzerland. Yeah, there's all this weird stuff you can do. I don't do, see that. Which is so fun. <laughs> um, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't want to see that either. But like. But it's just it's just cool world building, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, um, and I think that the at the end of the first movie there was like a, a homeless man who saw the DeLorean come back, and I think he's in part two when he's yeah. like, "Get out of here," you know, like the, those kinds of callbacks. The thing with Crispin Glover is still weird. It's weird that this movie I think led to the types of laws where like you can't use my likeness unless if I'm an actor say. unless I give you express permission, and now that's all kind of baked into contracts because like he didn't want to come back for this one, but then they got another actor to play him upside down with makeup. To play George McFly yeah. in the future, which is so weird. It is weird. And it's, they did I, write it away I, pretty quick. I appreciate like the workaround. Like the hoops I like that they the hoops. It's like I'm watching job. this and I'm like, if I were Robert Zemeckis and Crispin Glover didn't come back to play this character, what oh, would fuck. I do? It's like, all right, well, let's flip him upside down. Why? Oh, he threw his back out. And there'll be a dumb future thing where he comes, you know, flying in on a hover chair or whatever. Like, it's so stupid, but and his dumb smile if, and his hair makes it funny. If I showed this movie to somebody that didn't know that Crispin Glover wasn't in it, they wouldn't, they wouldn't know he wasn't in it. Yeah, they, were, they would be like, the "Oh, cool." The voice is a little bit different. A little bit, yeah. And then when they go back to 1955 and they show they shoot from different angles, the same scene where like he punches Biff, just someone else. It's somebody. It's like a body double with like a different voice and everything. I but it's all the lawsuit. It's well done, but it's just like unfortunate. You know what I mean? But all the stuff to where it's like old Biff, young Biff. Those shot like that in the car in the garage. Amazing. That whole thing's amazing. That where they're doing great. the back and forth, yeah. like yeah. super slowly. Yeah. Again, uh, that's all Thomas yeah. F. Wilson. He's yeah. acting with himself. He's interacting with himself. Interact, like looking at himself and then looking down at the magazine. Is, yeah. It's all very good. It is. Yeah. It, it, uh, He's like looking at what's in his hands the entire time and like looking away. And this is this was all shot in 1988. So it's yeah. like before computers could do what they can do now. If they even use computers, you know what I mean? I think a lot of the shots and were a like... a lot of this affects, it's obviously, but like for yes. 89, they're yes. great. They hold they're up. They're very good. When uh, when Christopher Lloyd's talking to Christopher Lloyd and Doc doesn't realize, doesn't somehow recognize himself when he's like... He you never there. looks over. Can you hand me out? But it's still like the guy sounds exactly like you, dude. Do you not no know your other person voice? sounds like Christopher <laughs> Lloyd. No other person has this weird 
white hair. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, this man's wearing a fedora. Yeah. Okay. But like he still hands him the wrench behind a street lamp. Which is obviously the line division but of the shot. True, you know? but eventually but cameras he like are walks still, out and holds up. The absolutely, thing, and, so and he cameras are definitely be able to see. Like him. the camera's still moving in some of these shots, which is what is most impressive. That, yeah, that, the back that, and forth in the yeah. car is the most. They're yeah. just going super slowly. So cool. Yeah. So cool. So again, that's a testament to Thomas F. Wilson. Like him being a young dude, him being young enough to play his his basic. I want to see how old his, he was. Yeah, you can look Keep it up. Talking. But but he was like he was playing his sort of true self in 1955. And in the first movie, when we were first introduced to him, he's bringing back the car that he wrecked, and he's like, "Think McFly, think." He's playing the old. He's playing an older version of himself, but it's supposed to be present day eighty-five. And then in the future, he's playing an older, like a very old man version of himself. This what, guy. Did the first one come out? First one came out in eighty-five. Second one in eighty-nine, he and then twenty-five in, the in first ninety. One. He was twenty-five in the first one. Four years later, he was twenty-nine. Fucking tour de force. Yeah. It's nuts how good he but does. So funny, very menacing, but cartoonish. Cartoonish. Oh yeah, he's a cartoon sometimes. bad guy for but sure. He's a villain. Such a great comedic performance all across the board. Like even when I hated him, I hated him, and he was still good. He makes so like good. a tree and leave. You idiot! Yeah, hitting himself in the back of the head. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You look like a moron when you say it wrong. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, man, just such a great. Um, he was he was fantastic. Uh, so lots and of cool so stuff. So scary and mean, like because he turns. Yep. Real rapey, real fast. Absolutely. Multiple times. And that's another thing that like a future movie could not necessarily address, but could just maybe like go out of their way to because a lot of movies of their time will have characters like this, will have men that do kind of this kind of stuff, and the movie it's itself a plot sort device. Of, it's a plot device sort of brushes it off. And it's like like I was telling you, if I had access to a time machine, if I was Marty and yeah. I learned that this dude killed my dad, he now owned a casino, he married my mom against her will, he did all this horrible stuff, and I knew Doc Brown, I would force Doc to, when everything was fixed, use the DeLorean to go back to 1955 and like basically set up Just Biff, show up with the police officer. Show up with the police, like set up Biff to get arrested for attempted rape. Do you know what I mean? Like, But also it was 1955. It's so true. So what can you do? Happened. I would do something else. But you true. had the best solution. What's your solution? Uh, my Hitler solution? Yes. Uh, you know this, you know the scenario when they say, go back in time, would you shoot Hitler as a baby? As a baby. Would when you he's kill baby innocent, Hitler? Technically. It's like, yeah. no, you raise baby Hitler. Some, yeah. He's my son now. Yeah, <laughs> and he's good. Yeah, I raise him to be a good boy out in the middle of the woods. <laughs> That's kind of creepy too. No, he's ra- like, he like, uh, yeah. away from everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or better yet, with everybody. So he learns True. humanity. He learns, I mean, I know that there are some people that have chemical imbalances that because there's been studies the, the the really messed up I haven't seen it yet. Mindhunter, the show, explores this the first time that like in the seventies they try to go into the psychology of serial killers. killers and that kind of thing. They're evil. They're instead of just saying they're evil. Right. Like what sort of Why are they evil? Why? It's because their brains are <gasps> Yes. They're there's they have a chemical imbalance. Yeah. There's something at the chemical level where yeah. even if they are good and raised good, they will still like like have these impulses to stab and kill, mm-hmm. bury, or like, you know, um, chop up bodies, keep bodies in their freezer. Like these kinds of things is like they know that according to society they're wrong, but you they know, still do. Back to so the Future Part 2. Yeah. <laughs> what I like about Back to the Future Part 2, they Biff, don't chop up anybody. No. That's right. But Biff lives with his grandma and we see his grandma being just like kind of awful, just mean to him mm-hmm. and then he's like, "Okay." And yelling. And then he goes and is immediately mean to children. To children. Because it, it it's obviously inferring, "Hey, what he's learning at the home, he's that's what he's putting forth in the world. So yeah. there is a scenario of maybe Biff can be saved 
if you go back in time and either raise him yourself or take him, like kidnap him from that living situation and, and put I him in an put orphanage. Him on Mother Teresa's porch. Yeah, like here you go, like here you go, good people. Yeah, like go find like good people in 1955 that can't have kids. Exactly. Like the couple from Up. And you know what? I'll go find the couple from Up. <laughs> and then give deliver to them baby Biff Tannen with a little note like Harry Potter, you know, just like, hey, take he's care of this wizard. kid. He's, yeah, he's a wizard. You better take care In of him. time, let him know. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and, that, and that's kind of the solution. That's sort of, that's sort of the compassionate answer to the would you kill baby Hitler scenario, which yeah. some people say, yes, you do because you he's save untold always, lives. Yeah. Other people say, no, because he's an innocent. And if you debase yourself to that level to kill a baby, you're just as bad as You're him. just as bad. You know, it's like, no, you raise him as your own. Yeah, or let him be raised by somebody that and can. And then you find out he's evil and it's like, all right, buddy, do, okay. what, I could, do what I could. Yeah, uh, sorry. Oh, we, yeah, we exactly. We That's waited. what they call the old college truck. Yeah. <laughs> 15, <laughs> 15 years of watching Biff grow up and he's 15 years old and he's still a piece of shit, even yeah, though yeah. he's raised by like the greatest See, mom and dad in the world. Kill, you can't kill animals. So now, yeah, exactly. He's, yeah, he pulls some Dexter shit where he kills an animal or something and it's like, all right, I gotta, I gotta kill you. Oh, no. Um, go back in time, restart that, yeah. find another kid for that fit loving couple but uh, just uh, kidnap baby Biff and take him out take his ass out bye baby Biff wipe him from the timeline triple B bye baby Biff or better go back even a little bit further to Biff's dad as him and his mom are having sex and just running and like punch him in the butt right as they're having sex I think this is a Dane Cook joke I'm Dope, pumped right? about that. Yeah, it's definitely a Dane put, Cook finish bit. quoting this Dane Cook I joke. will. I'll finish quoting this Dane Cook circa mid-2000s bit. You know the whole album? Just, I think it was, yeah. It's like time travel to go and slap his dad on the ass and then he said, I'm your son from the future. And then he ran out of the room was the bit, was what he wanted to do. But if you do that to Biff's dad, he'll get so startled that even if he goes back to having sex with his girlfriend, wife, whatever, Biff's mom. His semen won't His work. semen will be different. It'll be a different sperm. It won't be Biff. It's now It'll be a, a different it's a sperm. It's a, Yeah, he's born a George McFly. Yeah. And then him and George are like nerd buddies that like read science fiction and peep, are peeping uh, toms. Just peeping toms. Yeah. God, we watched the first one this week. And we did. And it's like, okay, everyone's a creep. Yeah. It's like they make out Biff to be a creep. And yep. it's like, George McFly is straight up peeping. And then you asked me too. You were like... Why is all of a sudden Biff in the present day of 1985 after the timeline was like made so that Marty had a sweet life? Why is he all of a sudden being an asshole? But it's because they try to put in that little seed when Biff put runs in a out like, little here, seeds. here, Mr. McFly, hey, hey, McFly, hey, Marty, or whatever. He runs out with like the car wax or whatever, and he sees the DeLorean flying away, and he goes as goes an old man. Goes back into Biff voice. He goes, what the hell's going on? What the hell's going on? And that's supposed to be them giving you a clue. So if Back to the Future, here's what's messed up. If Back to the Future logic dictates that even if you're acting nice on the inside, you are who you were when you were, you know, 19, 18 years old. Does that mean that the George McFly of that era, like the cool dad who's a science fiction author, is still really a peeping Tom at heart? Is that what that means? Was he not able to change his ways? I think at that point he was a lonely perv who couldn't talk to girls. And so it took the the intervention of Marty. It might have been that. And, and, uh, and uh, Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan to like give him the courage to go tell a girl that he is her density. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. But Biff so was always a piece of shit. Biff always, could always talk to girls because he was always running up and grabbing them and saying awful stuff. I'm going to marry you, Lorraine. Power move. Yeah, it's, all, it's, all, it's all power. You're right. <sighs> Back to the Future Part 2. It's it's good. It's, it's fun. It's a fun it's time. Fun. It's super fun. Super. We forgot this. Racist. The Asian boss who calls in, who McFry? says, "Oh my God, you McFry. guys. We were just you guys. in the Enchanted Tiki Room yesterday. Yes, we were. And that Mexican bird. <laughs> what doing, was his name? What was I don't the Mexican? Know. It was like it was like. God, I don't want to say it was like George. No, it was like 
Jose or something, or I don't know what it Chower. was. Chower. Yeah, so <laughs> racist, so, <laughs> so bad. So, so bad. What's crazy is that they they hired an Asian actor to do that. It's such a it's such a bummer that like this guy had to like audition for this role, and they were telling him like, "Can you say it like McFry?" And he was probably like, "Yes." Oh, oh. Well, I need to get I need to get paid. Like I need to you know feed my family, or whatever. Okay. Yeah, sure, I'll do the Robert Zemeckis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like okay, great director Robert Zemeckis. Yeah. Flea is in this for two seconds because he's going to show up later. You know, it's it, but needles. Oh, but, needles. Oh, but only as like his old version needles, yeah. and then and that's again, it's all this weird seed planting where it's look, weird seed. They plant seeds it, retroactively. Yes. Is yes. the thing. Where Jennifer... Like, no, this is a thing, yeah, idiots. Yeah. This is an established thing that we actually never said And before. it's not. And and somebody just yesterday on Twitter said, the idea that Marty McFly cares so much about, did you just call me chicken? In parts two and three, like that they established that in part two, is not only not the case for part one, but it goes against his character in part one. Because his character in part one went through this ho- ho- horrendous traumatic event where he sees Doc Brown shot by Libyan terrorists, which is another pretty racist stereotype. It's pretty bad. But he sees these guys shoot his friend and mentor. As a kid, I was like, what is he saying? Yeah. Some Libyans? <laughs> yeah. What, what, what word is that? Because you didn't know that that no. was a place or no. a people. Um, that's so funny. <laughs> the Libyans? Um, uh, but, uh, but Marty sees this thing, goes back in time, is effectively stuck in the past. Yeah, and reaches out to the guy who can help him, and they they find a way to like predict the lightning bolt getting struck is is Marty's only way into the future, right? The whole so thing is desperation. In it, the first he's one. so desperate that anytime something happens with his dad George McFly, that like could potentially offset stuff, he'll grab George and be like, George, you gotta let this go. Like he's telling George yeah. like to focus on what's important, which is like go to this dance, go kiss this girl. And when stuff like Biff is involved, being a bully or whatever, like he doesn't give a shit. The reason Biff hates the sort of future version of Marty who becomes known as Calvin Klein so much is because Calvin doesn't care about him. Yeah. Because he's concerned about, like, he's like, I'm stuck he's in the past. He's about the real cut problems. To, yeah, cut to part two. All of a sudden, Marty... They put in so much work to plant that seed. Yeah. And, like, they're like... Marty, back like, in, even ugh. back in the day, back yeah. in the 50s. Your ans- you're, and, and 100 years ago, your ancestor cared about the same dumb shit, which yeah. is like a dumb... You know, masculine idea that like you call me chicken. I because again, even in part two, Marty's still going through traumatic, desperate situations. Even more so. Even more arguably. so. But in part well, two, definitely, his he'll... dad is supposed to be dead. He's right. in the future. Yes, his mom is now like, essentially a slave to. Yes, Biff. and he'll still divert an entire. You know, the thing that Doc tells him, like whatever you do, Marty, don't do this. Yeah, just because. Somebody say, what are you, chicken? And play the little sound effect on their future 2015, you know, which is so great. Um, it's cool to see Elijah Wood, little baby Elijah Wood in this. Oh, yeah. Playing video games. A lot of cool little cameos and stuff. Um, Mowgli. Yeah, the guy who plays Mowgli in The Jungle Book, that great actor. Didn't realize that until now. He's um, great. He is he's, great. He's really good. I liked that movie. Yes, he's really good. He was in uh, uh, Legend of the Dragon. Yeah. That's a... Uh, yeah, Legend of the Dragon. I think Legend of... Yeah, that's what it was. But... She is in Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, the actress in yeah. Jungle Book. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Is she, is she Lena the main? Headley? Lena Headley. Yeah. That's right. Cersei. She's really good. Yeah, she's really good too. She was also Sarah Connor in the Sarah Connor Chronicles I didn't Terminator know that. show, the TV show. She was like the she was Lin, the Lynn Hamilton Why character. Why did they in that. call it the Sarah Connor Chronicles? <laughs> Sarah Connor Chronicles. They <laughs> yes. should have. I bet you to fans, that's what it's called. Uh, did you watch the Sarah Connor Chronicles? No. Do you guys watch the Connor Chronicles? The Connor Chronicles. <laughs> it's only Connor Chronicles. Connor Chronicles. Yeah. yeah. The Chronicles of Sarah and her son John Connor. 
Ronicles. Ronicles. <laughs> Don Connor Ronicles. Uh, anything else we need to talk about for Back to the Future Part 2? Um, uh, I'll never show my children. Um, don't show your children. This, uh, this should have been the proof that Donald Trump is unfit to do anything as a human. Exactly. They called it a while ago. They called it a very long time ago. Like, it is insane that they're like, wow, look at what a chauvinistic mm-hmm. piece of shit he is. And it's mm-hmm. like... Uh, yeah, <laughs> all your characters kind of are. You guys are just showing varying degrees. Yep. Throughout this movie. Yep. And the last movie. Yep. Man, times they are changing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love the Back to the Future trilogy. It's, I do too. It does have its problems. It does have its um, its things of its time. Stuff that's unforgivable, dumb little stuff where it's just like, it could have been less sexist and racist and whatever, you know. But, but, but like sci fi in the real world type movie, that's one of the best ones it's super for fun. sure. It's super fun. The score, all time. Ellen oh, Silvestri score across the board. Be-de-de-de. Such a great cast. So, you know, so good. Um, yeah, and it's, it's, there's a reason that I think that Back to the Future Part 2 is on this list because of the love of the franchise is what yeah. carried it through. I don't, yeah, only one of them needed to. We're in agreement. I say, I'll, I'll say just put one number one on there for now other movies saws on here so it's true what the fuck do we know right well i would say push saw out of here push maybe push back to the future part two out of here and put some other put empire of the sun and the iron giant on here please at one and two (laughs) yep yep iron giant number one um yeah (laughs) all right guys so uh i think that's pretty much it that wraps up our convo on back to the future part two still fun to watch so fun It, it made keller and i want to watch part three Pretty much immediately. Did you yeah, just throw so that sucker in there? As soon as this is off, we're going to go watch part three. We might. And then we're going to start watching the cartoon show. Did you ever watch that show? I never watched I it. I never did either. You just, said, you just volunteered me for that. I did. Yeah. I'm going to try it out. All right. See you're how gonna, I You're going to try it out. Uh, we still you have to watch Ocean's 12 and 13. We're going to try it. I'll try it. We'll I'll let you do know. that. I'll probably, I'll probably get back to you in about a month after I've seen the first season, which will be 52 episodes. You'll and still I'll go, be, wasn't you'll good. You'll still be working on the special features <laughs> yeah. for something. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Watching special uh, features on Keller? the Wonder Woman animated movie I got 20 years ago. <laughs> Keller, tell us what movie we're watching next week. Next week, we will be watching Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, yeah, directed guys. by Ang Lee. That's right. So that's next week. Um, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. Darn it. I should have figured it out. One of the most beautiful martial arts movies Gorgeous. you'll ever see. Gorgeous. Maybe the most beautiful. You got it yeah. on Blu-ray. You ordered it specifically for this. Can't wait to watch it with you, Keller. Can't wait to come back and record this. And hopefully you guys dig it. Uh, let us know if you are liking this, I guess. Again, keep reaching out to us on Twitter. We have um, – the response to the first episode was great. Ocean's Eleven, pretty fun. Yeah. So, you know, tell your friends if you like it. And we'll see you guys next week. And, and uh you're the you're the you're the best. You're the be- you're the best. We need to come up with a we need to come up with a Back to the Future centric ending for this. Okay, what are we gonna say? We're see gonna in say- the past of the future. See 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 back to the. F- um, I got it. I got it. Okay. You kind of gave me the idea, and I'm, I'm gonna steal it. it. All right, and to say that it's both of us together invented it. All right, cohesively. It's we'll say see in the future. Okay, see in the future. Great. Okay, That's but now so good. with some conviction. All right, ready. Okay, guys, we'll talk to you next week, and... See you in the future. (laughs) All right, bye, everybody. In the future!